The book of Revelation is probably the most exciting and at the same time the most misunderstood book in all of Scripture. The Come Follow Me study for 2023 is all about the New Testament. And the book of Revelation sums up the whole New Testament. In this sixth podcast in our series, we will find out that the book of Revelation contains the mysteries of godliness. And we find out what that means. I'm Sam Bracken, your host. Our teacher is Dr. Breck England, who has spent much of the last seven years studying the book of Revelation and learning what prophets and scholars say about it. Breck is a professional teacher and writer who has taught religion at BYU and written many books on religion and business. He is about to publish his research in a new book, The Bright and Morning Star, Finding and Following Christ in the Book of Revelation. Breck, in our last podcast, you said that the basis of the book of Revelation is the temple endowment. Can you expand on that? Reading Revelation is like the temple endowment because we learn the mysteries of godliness. Who we are, where we came from, and where we are going. These are the mysteries. The mysteries of godliness are also ordinances. Uh, In ancient times, a mystery which comes from the Greek word mysterion, was a ritual or a ceremony that was so sacred it was forbidden to speak of it. Um, the word mystery comes from the Greek word mu, mu, <laughs> trying to say that right, yeah. which literally means to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> That's fascinating. You're not supposed to talk about a mystery, right? In modern Greek, the word mule means to um, initiate someone into some kind of a of secret knowledge. You know, Nephi says, quote, He that diligently seeketh shall find, and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto them by the power of the Holy Ghost. As well in these times as in times of old, and as well in times of old as in times to come. Wherefore, the course of the Lord is one eternal round. That's a very important concept for understanding the book of Revelation. A course is a route, right? A route, a path. And in Revelation, we follow the covenant path. It's the story of following the covenant path. And the Lord unveils the mysteries of godliness along the way. You know, when I when I heard the answers to those questions, where I came from, why I was here, and where I was going after I die, from the missionaries, it really made sense because it completed it for me. Little did I know that I'd spend the rest of my life learning more and more about that precious plan of salvation that's taught in, um, in all of Scripture. Earlier... You also said that Revelation is like a drama or a play, like we experience in the endowment. Can you expand on that? Yeah, the whole plan of salvation is like a drama or a play. You think about it, it's like a movie, right? It's the greatest story ever told, which was the name of a movie at one time. (laughs) Exactly. It's the story of stories, the story of all of us. Um, Hugh Nibley liked to compare the plan of salvation to one, this is a quote, one 
ever-ongoing play divided into distinct acts and scenes. Closing the quote. Now, John, in the book of Revelation, is the audience for this play. And in Revelation, he's just describing the show that he saw. Okay. Wow, wow that makes sense. Um, Elder Boyd K. Packer uh, once explained that the plan of salvation is like a three-act play. Uh, he said, and this is a quotation, the course of our life follows a plan described in the Revelations as the great plan of happiness. There are three parts to the plan. Uh, you are in the second or the middle part, the one in which you will be tested by temptations, by trials, perhaps by tragedy. The plan of redemption with its three divisions might be likened to a grand three-act play because act one is the pre-mortal life, right? Uh, the scriptures describe it as our first estate. That's in Jude and Abraham chapter three. Act two, from birth to the time of resurrection, is the second estate. And act three is our life after death or eternal life. And that's closes the quote from Elder Packer. So the book of Revelation can be divided into the same three parts. Like the endowment, it begins with our pre-mortal life. The curtain opens on the council in heaven. So we know that we're in the pre-mortal existence. Where the Lamb of God unseals the book that contains the Father's plan for our salvation. And in the second part of the book of Revelation... We journey through mortality toward eternal life. And in the endowment, we become, we figuratively become Adam and Eve, right? Right. We go through the challenging scenes of this world to learn how to use our agency. Uh, there's a gospel scholar named Margaret Willis who says, and here's another quote, like a complex play full of subplots, our mortal life can be complicated. It is riddled with temptations, trials, and tragedies. Close the quote. In this part of the drama, that is the second part, we choose whether we will follow the teachings of Christ so we can become more like him. That all takes place in Act 2. In the third part of the book of Revelation, the Lord rewards with eternal life those he can trust with his power. Uh, for a thousand years, the faithful will assist in the work of redeeming the dead. And at last, those who have followed the Savior wherever he goes will inherit all things. And, uh, quote, because all things are subject to them, then shall they be gods. That's in Doctrine and Covenants 132, verse 20. Wow. So Revelation is like a three-act play about where we came from, why we're here, and where we're going. You know, before I joined the church, I only knew about Act 2. It was like um, I came into the theater late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> trying to catch up. Right. <laughs> and there's nothing more confusing than coming into a theater late and not knowing what's going on. 
I had no idea what had happened in Act One, the pre-mortal life. Right. I'm sure you've had the experience of walking into a movie late, and you spend the rest of the movie trying to figure out now who's that and what, what, why are they so upset and what's going on and who got killed and who got married and and you spend the whole rest of the movie scratching your head trying to figure out what you missed. That's exactly right. And, And therefore, the movie makes little sense to you. Right. That's essentially what it means to be in this life. Mm-hmm. Because act one is hidden from our view by the veil. People don't know why they're here or what's coming next. That's true. But in the temple, we learn what happened in act one. So we can understand why we're here. And the same is true of the book of Revelation. John tells us in some detail what did happen in Act 1 of the play. The book starts with a prologue and ends with an epilogue. They're like bookends, okay? In John's day, uh, remember we talked about this, plays were extremely popular. Right, right. People would go to plays like they go to jazz games today. They, they just go. Mm-hmm. And um, in John's day, the play always began with a prologue. And the prologue explains some of the background of the story. The first eight verses of chapter one of Revelation are a prologue Hmm. to the rest of the book. John says, quote, this is the revelation, the apocalypsis, right? We talked about that. Mm -hmm. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. That's the very first verse of Revelation. Wow. As, as we noted before, the word, the word apocalypse means an unveiling, right? So mm-hmm. it's like the, the curtain is about to open. Mm-hmm. The Savior is about to reveal himself, and he's going to open to our view the greatest story ever told, okay? Our own story. Mm-hmm. Is that, it's just wonderful to think that's what's happening here in this book. Yeah, it's really, that's really a new perspective. That's powerful. So there are three acts. Act one, the pre-mortal life, which is where we go through the initiatory ordinances, right? Mm-hmm. To prepare us for act two. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down in the creation room for the uh, great council in heaven. So you get to see what, what went on before, mm-hmm. right? Act two is mortal life, as we said. Here, in mortal life, we experience what's called the Great Tribulation um, that tries our faith and prepares us for eternal life. And Act 3 shows us immortality and eternal life. Here we see the millennium and the last judgment, and last of all, this is the cool part, we see the sealing ordinance. The sealing of the bride and the bridegroom. That represents eternal life. Oh, that's cool. Um, then at the very end, there is an epilogue, like there was in the ancient Greek drama. And in the epilogue, the Lord seals his testimony. He's saying, quote, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. 
And that, that is why we call our podcast The Bright, Bright Morning, Morning Star. Star. Yeah. Yeah. So Revelation really is like a three-act play, which is similar to the Temple Endowment. Act one being the initiatory. Act two being the story of Adam and Eve in a mortal world. Then act three is the introduction into eternal life. Yes. And that's what's exciting, is that it's also the layout of the book of Revelation. Wow. You see? That's first three acts. Now... In our next podcast, we'll go through the prologue and find out the backstory of John and what he called the, quote, revelation of Jesus Christ. And we'll find out exactly what happened in that cave on the island of Patmos. I can hardly wait. That sounds awesome. 